You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris Tyen from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine. And today we're celebrating freedom, independence. Uh, it's the 4th of July, 4th of July holiday weekend. Uh, we get to uh, pause and remember that there was a time in 1776 when a uh, declaration of independence was signed, giving birth to our nation. And so it's the Lord's Day, so we're going to celebrate freedom in Christ. But it's also good to remember. I don't know. I want to highlight some of that today. All right, so today we remember when our forefathers risked all to break free of the British oppressors that chased them down to try to keep them from being free. So I've been reading Christians on Facebook posting that it's wrong to talk about Independence Day. It's wrong to talk about being patriotic on the Lord's Day because we're Christians and uh, our nation and patriotism isn't in the Bible. But I care about our country. I am glad that we have freedom, that people fought for our freedom, that God has done amazing things in the past uh, in our country. I don't know what the future holds if our country continues to turn their back on God to push God out of the picture, but I do know that in 1776 that there was a Declaration of Independence signed, and uh, we remember that today. So watch this video clip that highlights uh, what happened when the nation was founded on radical ideas and as a country, we continue to strive for justice and freedom for all. So watch this video, 1776 Independence Day. 1776. A dream was birthed from the pens of our founding fathers. A big dream. A dream so dangerous to the world that it needed to be protected. A dream that all people are created equal. It may not have been perfect, but we still strived and reached for a more united union because democracy compels us to dream. We are a nation founded on radical ideas of freedom and peace and the pursuit of happiness. This is not a static nation. This is a living, breathing country stretched and pulled and pushed in different directions, but at the core is freedom, because democracy necessitates freedom. We may not be perfect, but we press on to correct the wrongs and injustices that exist, because democracy requires justice for all. May we always remember that democracy was forged in the furnace of sacrifice. And a democracy whose people don't sacrifice is no democracy at all. Because democracy requires sacrifice. So today, we celebrate our great nation. We pray that our hearts would be turned to God and that He would continue to pour out His blessing on us. We celebrate our freedoms and remember our missteps, all to honor the great and dangerous dream that we are one nation under God, 
indivisible, pursuing liberty and justice for all. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the fact that we get to live in a country where we have certain freedoms. Uh, I pray that you would help us to remember those people who fought, who gave their lives for that freedom, and that we wouldn't take it for granted, and that freedom needs to be protected. Lord, I thank you for those uh, who might be watching that uh, decided, that chose to serve to protect our freedom or fight for our freedom. Lord, I pray that you'd help our country to turn towards you, that they would choose to do right in your eyes, that you would bless us and help us to be a blessing to other countries. Lord, I pray that uh, godliness would um, spread through the whole earth and that your name would be honored in every nation, every tongue, every tribe. Lord Jesus, I pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would help me with uh, this message on freedom in Christ and help me to say the things you put on my heart that they might impact someone who's listening. Thank you again for 25 years of ministry. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so just like we need freedom from oppressors, we also need to experience freedom in Christ. And that's my message, experiencing true freedom in Christ. So you like my dog with the sunglasses? That's not actually my dog. You like the dog with the sunglasses? All right, so John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the way that we need to follow and he's got the truth we need so that we can be successful. He's the only way. It says no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So Jesus is the leader we need to follow. So many times we strive for a political leader or uh, another leader to follow. We want to we want that person to, to fix everything. We want that person to change things. We want person that person to make our life easier or better or more fun or whatever. But Jesus is the leader we need to follow. And Jesus is the one who paid for the penalty of our sins when he died on the cross. Jesus' teaching leads to true life, abundant life, a life worth living, uh, even eternal life. Jesus made it possible for us to have eternal life. So in John 8, 31, Jesus says, or it says uh, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So when we're trapped in our sin, when we haven't been forgiven of our sin, when we're not saved, we are in bondage to sin and we can be rescued from that. You know, it's interesting that here Jesus doesn't say you're free. Now go do whatever you want to do. So I paid for your sin. Don't care about anything else you do. Uh, just, you know, have fun. Uh, don't worry about it. I think I said that last Sunday. A disciple, though, is committed to following Jesus' teaching. So they want to follow him. They want to be like him. Uh, a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Now, obviously, sin is anything against God's will. Uh, sin can be our actions, but it also can be our thoughts and our motives, uh, the words that we say, and they can entangle us. Our sins can entangle us and make life miserable. So when a sinner is in bondage to sin and to Satan, they have uh, the opportunity to submit 
and to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior so they can be forgiven of their sin. So Jesus, the Savior, um, knows that when that person comes to him, when that person gets saved, that they're going to be adopted as a child of God, that they're going to be adopted like a son. So it doesn't say sons and daughters, because in that culture, in that time, a son was the one who had the full rights to the inheritance, uh, had significant standing, was the most important, the son. So sorry, girls, that's just the way the culture was in that time. But both men and women, boys and girls, matter to Jesus and matter to God. And just saying that when you're saved, when you're in Christ, you get adopted like a son of God. So, um, you know, whenever when we sin, we're a slave to sin. And when we are a slave, if we were a slave uh, during that time, uh, we weren't a permanent part of the family. We weren't a permanent part of the home. We weren't guaranteed anything. Uh, we could be uh, sold or traded off or uh, dismissed or or whatever anytime. Now in our culture, you know, we are um, you know trying to get right with uh, the slavery that happened in the past and the found in the history of our country that shouldn't have happened. So back in these times and in many other other cultures, uh, some people actually volunteered to be slaves because they weren't able to pay their bills. They weren't able to make it on their own. So they would basically contract themselves to go work for somebody. And that person then provided the food and shelter and everything they needed. And in some instances, it was a better life to be someone's slave, somebody who cared about you, somebody who was godly, somebody who did you right. Um, than to live on your own. So, but again, um, in the Roman Empire, slaves had no legal status, but a son uh, always had a place in the family. So the Jews had a false sense of security because they claimed to be descendants of Abraham. I thought this guaranteed them a place in God's family, but Jesus said that's not true at all. Jesus explained that with all people that we're slaves of sin. And so they didn't have any permanent standing in the father's house. Uh, the Son of God alone has the power and authority to free people from their bondage to sin. So Jesus can free us from the bondage of slavery. Jesus can set us free. Jesus can help us to be set free to become the people God truly created us to be. And He is the perfect standard of how we're supposed to live. He is the perfect standard, uh, the perfect one to follow with truth and life. And we should follow Him. John 1.12 says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So those people, me, you, those people who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are adopted. Uh, he gave them the right to become children of God. And that is so exciting. I know that when Christ came into my life and I became part of God's family, that uh, I had a new hope and a new life and so exciting. Uh, the alternative is separation from God, death. Uh, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So death isn't just your body dying and then you cease to exist. Death is separation from God. Um, <clears throat> death leads to eternity in hell. So, But the wages of sin, the things that we do that are sinful, lead to eternal separation from God. But the gift of God, the gift of God that we need to receive is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we need to receive Jesus Christ. We need to receive Jesus Christ into our life. And a great way to do that is to pray. A great way to do that is to pray something like this and to receive this gift. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. 
save me, make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow after you and learn your ways and do your will, accomplish your purposes. Thank you for assuring me the Holy Spirit and heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Or pray something like that. Or if you're not ready to do that, uh, let us know. And we would like to get you some resources to help you to grow in the Christian life. All right. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So this freedom is based on relationship, not on performance. So we're not seeking and serving Jesus to earn salvation because we're free from sin, guilt, and shame. So we want to seek and serve Jesus, our Savior, because we're saved. So you see the difference there? We're not trying to earn a right place with Jesus. We're trying because we're saved and we're in a right place. We want to serve Jesus and accomplish his purposes and fulfill his mission because we are in his family. We are on his team. We want to build the kingdom of God. We know eternity matters. And because Jesus has done so much for us, of course we want to share that with others. When we trust Christ to save us, Jesus takes that burden away from us, of us trying to please him all the time, uh, that um, we just never feel, we measure up, uh, we're always like feeling like we are stuck in sin. Um, when we truly understand the gospel of Christ, that we're loved, accepted, forgiven, and free to live for him, uh, it totally changes us. It changes our outlook. It changes the way we serve. It changes the way we treat others. So unfortunately, uh, when we're trying to live the Christian life without understanding how Jesus and the Apostle Paul proclaim our declaration of in-dependence, that we are in dependence of God, that we can be forgiven uh, for the sins of the past, for the sins of today, for the sins that we would even commit tomorrow, uh, when that sets us free from a guilt-filled life, where we never feel loved by Christ because we're always messing up, um, it just changes us. And if we can experience true freedom in Christ and help people to feel that and experience that, it will totally transform the way we live and the way that we uh, serve and the way we treat others. And um, so I like my Spotify account. I tried to cancel it to save some money. I'm like, oh, but I miss it so much. So I said to my wife, I said, ah, for my birthday, can I have Spotify back? And she's like, yeah. So each week, Spotify, this isn't a commercial. I'm not getting anything for this. Uh, gives me 30 songs for my Discover Weekly recommendations. 30 songs are almost always Christian. I wish I could tell it that I don't speak Spanish because I don't know any words in Spanish. So quit sending me Spanish songs. But nonetheless, um, I was listening to a song that I hadn't heard before by Austin French called Perfect Love. And I was listening to that and I was thinking about this message on freedom in Christ. And I believe that a lot of people are stuck in the same feeling. A lot of people live in this existence. Uh, there was a period of time in my life, I'll share towards the end, uh, where I uh, was stuck in legalism and just never felt like I could measure up. I just wanted to give up and not even follow and serve God because it would seem so impossible. It just seemed like it was too hard or too difficult or yeah, too legalistic. But all right, so Perfect Love by Austin French. I am not going to sing, but again, I'm going to share some of the lyrics. It says, spent my whole life chasing perfect. Fall down, beat myself up, repeat. Fall down, beat myself up, repeat. You ever done that? Head bowed, guilty whispers in my ear now. Messed up is all you're ever going to be. Fall down, beat myself up, repeat. 
Something happened when you called my name. Called my name. Lifted up my head and all my shame washed away. When a perfect love found a wounded heart, said, get back up. Let me show you who you are. There's no such thing as good enough. I may be far from perfect, but I'm loved by your perfect, loved by your perfect love. That's capital there, your, God's perfect love. It says mercy. No more perfect. There's just mercy. The more I live, the less I understand how I'm the reason for your nail-scarred hands. Freedom or your scars, they are my freedom. I'll never know why you paid my price. All I know is that you changed my life. Again, capital Y, so that God changed my life. Jesus changed my life. When your perfect love found a wounded heart, said, get back up, let me show you who you are. There's no such thing as good enough. I may be far from perfect, but I'm loved by your perfect, loved by your perfect love. So anyway, um, can you relate to that song? Do you ever feel that way? That it's just this constant pattern of falling, beating yourself up, getting up, saying you're not going to do it again, or whatever it is. Just feeling like you just can't measure up. You know, it appears the Apostle Paul must have felt that way too, that he could relate. Some Bible scholars say, oh, in Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul is talking about before he came to Christ. That doesn't really make any sense. So I believe that Paul, the Apostle Paul, had a struggle just like the rest of us. And you know, it's interesting is sometimes the struggle is harder to see the closer you are to the Lord because the struggle changes. So when you first become a Christian, you might struggle with, you know, not using God's name in vain, not swearing, uh, you know, not uh, telling off-color jokes. I don't know. Uh, things that are easy to tell that this person's sinning. Um, but then as you get closer to Christ, then you are, uh, maybe it's the motives, uh, maybe it's thoughts, maybe it's just things that nobody would really know. Um, anyway, Romans chapter 7, verse 21 Paul writes, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Verse 24, Oh, what a miserable person I am! Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. And this is the weirdest place to stop a chapter and start a new chapter. So the verse references and the chapter breaks weren't inspired like the scripture, like scripture is by the Holy Spirit. So there's just some man added in there. And for some reason, they thought this was a good place to make a chapter break. All right. So Romans 8.1 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Do you belong to Christ Jesus? Did you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you done that in the past? Do you know for sure that you're a child of God? Does the Holy Spirit bear testimony in your heart that you're truly saved? Because it says if you're in Jesus, if you belong to Jesus Christ, that there's no condemnation, that you're forgiven. You're forgiven of the sins of the past. You are not condemned for the sins that you commit today or the ones you might commit tomorrow. Now that you're not supposed to continue in sin that grace may increase. You're not supposed to, uh, you know, just go out and do again whatever you want. 
But when you, when you fall, when you make a mistake, when you realize you were wrong and you ask forgiveness and you get back up, to know that in the relationship, you're not going to get kicked off the team. To know in the relationship, you're still part of the family. To know that you belong, that there is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Has freed you, true Christ, Christian, true Christian, <laughs> true Christian freedom comes through Christ and the Holy Spirit. And Galatians 5.1 proclaims, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. The, the list of rules to the list of um, do's and don'ts. Uh, you know, really, uh, if you were to sum up the law, it's to love God and to love people. Uh, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. The Life Application Bible Commentary says, because Christ has really set us free, we should stay free. Christ has set us free from legalistic formulas, from God's judgment upon sin, from all man-made rules, and from the subjective experiences of fear and guilt. We are to live it out, practice it, and rejoice in it, turn, to turn back to the law and try to earn what Christ has already given, mocks his sacrifice. You know, there's really no way that you can be made right by trying to follow all the rules anyway. All right, so here is my experience with legalism. Here is my experience with not feeling free in Christ. And what was weird is it actually happened at a Christian institution. So my godly grandparents offered me an all-expense-paid education uh, at the Bible College of their choice. So I started off at Tennessee Temple, but I just had a lot of fun, so I didn't get very many credits. Uh, but I was in university choir, university band. I spent a lot of time hanging out with people. It was, it was like the best vacation ever. But they thought, well, if they're going to pay for it, I should go someplace more character building. So then I went to Bob Jones University for a semester in Greenville, South Carolina. And I understand that some people like to live under a bunch of rules and be told how to dress and be told when to get up and when to go to bed and to have a, and how to how to talk to how to talk to girls and when to date and when not to date. Uh, anyway, rules, rules, rules. What to listen to? So, um, and maybe it was me more than just the institution's fault that I was feeling more and more like my relationship with Jesus was based on uh, good performance by me doing by me following the rules. Uh, if you're there for a period of time, for a short period of time, uh, it seems to me that they were trying to teach that good Christian women were to wear dresses and culottes and have long hair. And good Christian men wore dress pants and ties and suits and had short hair above their ears. As a matter of fact, they would check your hair. And if it was too long, they would take away your ID card so you couldn't go to the dining hall to get your meals until you got your hair cut. Craziness. So, I learned that good Christians learned... Listen to classical music and hymns and that rock and roll, that the sound, the beat was evil. I almost got kicked out for secretly listening to a Greenville, South Carolina contemporary Christian radio station, which makes me laugh today because I almost got kicked out for listening to Sandy Patty and Steve Green and I think it was Whiteheart. Anyway, um, they taught that people like Jerry Falwell Sr., uh, let's not talk about Junior, Bill Bright from Campus Crusade and Billy Graham were bad. So it was just one semester in their preacher boys class. It was just one semester. Uh, and I did take classes and I did learn things, but something about the experience just didn't sit well. And I started to rebel against God. Uh, I started to do anything I knew uh, that 
God's word didn't want me to do. Uh, lasted for about six months of stupidity. And I kept feeling like Jesus was calling me back, almost like he was saying, are you done yet? Eventually, I was done. I repented and turned back to Jesus and rebuilt my faith based on what God's word taught about truth and grace. And while I regret the six months, um, I don't really regret the experience because it made me who I am today. And it helps me to share with others. Um, actually, sometimes when you get caught up in legalism and uh, it's real harsh and it's, your faith seems to be based on a bunch of rules, um, it can almost be a form of spiritual abuse. But nonetheless, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. So, I'm able to take the experiences that I had, even though they weren't good, and use that to understand what someone else might be going through, to encourage someone, to help them along, to say, you know, I can relate. Um, I had a tough experience too, and this is what Jesus did for me. So I have a pastor friend that's also had experiences in a legalistic fundamentalist past, uh, Bill Giovanetti at Pathway Church in Redding, California. Uh, He writes helpful books about grace, including Grace Rehab, The Secrets to a Happy Life, and How to Keep Your Inner Mess from Trashing Your Outer World, uh, Creating Peace from Your Inner Chaos. And you can find his stuff at maxgrace.com. So go to maxgrace.com and check out some of those resources. I think even one of his books are available on Audible. But uh, here's the other video for the 4th of July. There is freedom. We wave high the flag of freedom as a patriotic reminder to never take our independence for granted. Fireworks explode into the night sky, lighting up the darkness, reminding us of our nation's calling in the world. One nation under God. We look into the sky and remember that for all the freedom we have to celebrate, we must never forget our dependence on God. It was by His hand we were afforded our independence. So we might stand for liberty, remembering He set us free from the bondage of sin. So we might stand for justice, for the Lord loves justice, and He will not forsake His saints. So we might stand for freedom, because we know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We thank you, God, for the beautiful gift of our country. May we always depend on you to sustain us. So River Rock Church is meeting in person at Oldenburg's Brewery Restaurant at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. We're having communion this Sunday, and even if you watch this, you should still come to meet with us. We are reliant on your faithful prayers and financial giving to keep moving forward and reaching out. So you can give to P.O. Box 184, Belle Plain, Minnesota 56011, or online at riverrockchurch.com. All right, let me pray again. Dear Jesus, I thank you so much that you have given us your word your truth, and your spirit to help us to follow you and to do right in your eyes. Thank you that our relationship is based on what you have already done and not on our performance. Thank you that as we grow closer to you, that we become more and more like you. Lord, please help our country to turn to you and to follow you, to live for you, to truly be one nation under God. Lord, protect us from those people 
who would try to um, take away our freedoms. Lord, uh, protect people celebrating the 4th of July from uh, getting injured with fireworks and things like that. Lord, we pray that you would continue to make it rain so that the crops will grow and my grass won't die. Lord, we pray that we would uh, be quick to share our faith and the hope that we have in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.